Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hi. Son of a bitch. Okay, leave that in. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Great News, where Mike Catherwood and myself only bring you positive stories. That's right. And we also bring you an intro. The show's about to begin, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. All right, let's talk about this guy in Spain. What? Okay. What? No, oh, okay. wanted to pose, bro. Let's t- okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ pose. Yeah, let's talk about this guy in Spain, and let's if you could just start the video one second and pause it so that Salt we- Bay. Is what? it Salt Bay? No. Is it Pau Gasol? No. Is it Cortez? You don't know who it is. Is it the Conqueror Cortez? You don't know them. It's naming anyone Spanish I know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, so just start it, but then pause so we can fully take in what this man looked like. Okay. All right, pause. Pause. It. So that guy is a, a homeless guy. And whose car is that? Is that mine? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Somebody's car alarm is going. <laughs> You're going to have to wait on that guy. Nope. It was your car. Wow. <laughs> All right. We were yelling about that um, on my show on KLOS. Yelling about people whose alarms go off. Yeah. And how alarms are worthless because you never think someone's breaking into your car. No, I just go, ever. oh, God. Right. Ah. Right. So what it's supposedly for, it's never used Useless. for. No one cares. Except for they're you hear annoyed. That? You hear that, car thieves? <laughs> doesn't matter. Just keep going. All right. This man is a homeless guy. Yeah. They decide to give him a makeover. Okay. And sort of try to step up the way he looks to give him some confidence in himself. Okay. And watch this video. Shaving his beard, coloring his hair. Coloring his beard. Pause. 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 If they stop there, you're like, mm, he's a little Charles Manson. No, you know well, like, like maybe, but like but, that guy right there is probably more scary to me than bushy white beard guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I saw just that, I'd be like, oh, whoa, whoa, dude, dude. You might know. be missing the point. Dan Bilzerian or something. <laughs> Go ahead. Gave him clothes. You're right, that guy's scary. I don't recognize myself. Nobody's gonna recognize me. This is not me. God, he looks so different and handsome. Look at him. He looks like a male model. Oh my God, the transition. Right? You're also right about Charles Manson. Even, <laughs> even the before picture is Charles Manson. 
But that's that's an amazing thing to yeah. give that guy. And and I saw a bunch of um, I posted this on Twitter, and I saw a bunch of people that were commenting like, "Oh, this doesn't really help him. Does this shut up? Does this give him a house or a job or blah blah blah? And or are they going to keep cutting his hair for free?" And I was just like, you know what? Sometimes you just need a boost. You just yes. need. To look in the mirror and go, hey, I can be someone else. And then you'll take care of it all. You know what John McCain said about being a prisoner of war? He talked about how it was so crucial that no matter what the torture was, no matter how mistreated they were, no matter how dejected and and low they felt, that they needed to get up and shave and comb their hair and everything because it reminded them that they were human and it was important to invest that in themselves. And who knows? Maybe, maybe this guy walked around for two days looking like a supermodel and went back to living on the street. But maybe, yeah, maybe it was all he needed to know that people cared about him. And he's like, underneath this all, yeah, I'm a, I'm a looker. Yeah. And I'm going to go take the world by storm. And I think that that's a beautiful story. All right, here's another story that I thought was very motivational and very inspiring. And it's about sportsmanship. It's about archers. Check this out. This is Sergio Garrido. Here's Claudio Alves. They're in an archery final? Yeah, in Portugal. Boom, nice shot. Oh, yes, okay, uh-huh, yes. All right. Impressive archery, yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. At the start of the fourth end, Sergio had a three-point lead. Yes, yes. Wow, all of these are pretty bullseyes. Amazing, right? And disaster struck on Claudio's 11th arrow. His release wouldn't trigger. So he literally can't fire his, his bow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just stuck. So Claudio's like, hey, guys, uh, my, my, my bow crapped out. Sergio asked what happened during his opponent's next shot. So Sergio's like, all right, well, I saw that you had I guess trouble. I won. He's like, you know what? I refuse to shoot. What? He decided to walk off the line. He said, it's not really fair for me to continue when you had such a really harmful... Um, really? Yeah. It, you had such a harmful malfunction with your equipment. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and, and forego that. How about that? And they hug each other, and he said, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's not right. It's not, that's not real. You don't get your last shot, I won't take mine. That's not real winning. How about I that? I thought that, that was really amazing. I never man. thought that I would mar- admire an archer. I know. <laughs> that's it's, not the kind of thing. Yeah, even Jeremy Renner in The Avengers, you're like, dude, shoot, shoot a gun. Get a gun, bro. <laughs> get a bow or something. Like, yeah, an archer was dope in the Dark Ages. It was like 500 AD. But you're not like, have you heard of Smith & Wesson? You know, Colt? That makes it a lot easier. <laughs> All right. My next story comes out of Camden, Arkansas. There is a police officer there named Elsie Buckshot Smith. Yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Look at this guy. Buckshot is 91 years old. Oh, come on. 91. That guy doesn't look like 91. And I know... He look, does to me. <laughs> dude, he looks, he looks older, but 91? Those he, 91s are... No, true. But let me just ask you this. If yeah. you're robbing a store... 
I'm getting away. And Buckshot shows up. Yeah. You're good. No, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped and Buckshot shows up. But uh, here's the story on him and his future plans. Okay. It's often said age is just a number, and there's no better example than an officer in southern Arkansas. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. He drives around in an unmarked police car, but everyone right. in Camden, Arkansas knows his name. Hey! 91-year-old L.C. Buckshot Smith is the oldest police officer in the state. He moves a little slower Stop. now. Stop. Just the state? That's what I was thinking. He's got to be the oldest in the world. How what? how is he not at least the oldest in the United States? I'm, is there someone? Is there older? another ninety two year old cop in <laughs> fucking Portugal? <laughs> Go ahead. But he still walks the beat All of right. his hometown four days a week. How y'all doing? What makes you a good police officer, even at ninety one? This badge and gone. Don't make you a police officer. Hello, Mr. Bookshop. Yeah. You got to respect people. He earned his popularity by working more than four decades for the Washita County Sheriff. That's him in the photo holding the shotgun. After 46 years as a deputy, he retired for only five months. <laughs> five hunt. months. I don't fish. So in his 80s, he became a rookie Camden cop. He carries a firearm but he doesn't have to use it. He knows your mama and he knew your grandmother. So he has the authority to speak into our lives. How many people do you think you've arrested in your career? None. Oh. I've taken more people's home and I arrest taking the jail. Officer Smith says he'll retire when the good Lord tells him to. Until then, Buckshot plans to keep rolling and patrolling. Omar Villafranca, CBS News. Camden, Arkansas. I love Buckshot. Yeah, beautiful story, <laughs> but he says he'll retire when the good Lord tells him to. I'm pretty sure when the state of Arkansas tells him to, it's going to that's going to come first. Well, we'll see. Yeah. It's um, a but, tough call. But at 91, still working. Still He did retire for 5 months, but then he came back cuz he couldn't take it. Still driving and yeah. looked like he was in control. I mean, and, and uh firing that firearm. Yeah. He didn't look like a 20-year-old, but he he was in control of his firearm. I mean, that's what I meant by he didn't look like 91. He's, you, you just wrinkled and all that, but like he looked like he was still all together and his posture is good and stuff. That was. I wish, I wish that that one clip would go viral of him saying the badge and the gun doesn't make me a doesn't cop. Doesn't make me a cop, yeah. It's the respect of people, and that sort of strikes a chord with everything that's been going on in the United States with the police for a long time. Yeah, and but you know what? I, I have so many cop friends uh, uh, that are close to me. I will stick up for them a little bit. Being a cop in Camden, Arkansas might be a little different than being a cop sure. in Baltimore, L.A. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. You might not be afforded the ability to get to know someone's grandma and drive them home if you're a cop in, in Watts. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's it's, true. But, you know, I do agree that there's, there's more to being a cop than just being authority. Um, all right. So this is actually a story about a story. Uh, I brought in a story couple weeks ago about a veteran who was uh, in need of a cane and he's like the VA gets me canes but they suck yep. they don't work well and they look bad so he started collecting old Christmas trees and just making his own and giving them out to veterans well and a, they look great they did and they yeah. were cool and they're pimped out and you saw all these guys with these like really really beautiful hand carved wood canes Gina Mallow Vaughn 
is a uh, is a listener of ours, and um, she contacted me to let me know that she was really thankful for covering that story because. Thank you for letting me know about the free canes for vets. I ordered one for my dad who had a stroke due to Agent Orange. And he is now cane dependent. The cane is on the way. Wow. So there you go, man. That's fantastic. Getting that guy business. Dude, having a stroke from Agent Orange. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. Yes, it is. What a brutal reality. Like, I was in war 40 years, 45 years ago. Yep. And chemicals that were raining from the sky have still affected me to the point that I had a stroke. Like, whoa, whoa, man. And that's a, that's a very difficult emotional story. And thank you to her yeah, for letting no, you know, reaching out and letting you know. And, uh, and uh, God bless your, your father. That's amazing. Uh, my last story is about uh, designer Emily Coxhead. And she... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Her name is Cox, I was, I was, Coxhead? I was trying to sneak that by. Coxhead? C-O-X-H-E-A-D. That's unbelievable. That, I mean, <laughs> I never thought I'd hear something that rivaled Bob Saget. <laughs> like, as far as something you grew up with that was really just a big burden. Yeah, her name is Emily. Okay. Coxhead. Coxhead. Um, she apparently came to the exact same idea that we did. If you watch the news, they repeat the negative stories over and over and over again. Yeah. It bums you out. It does nothing but depress you. So she decided to start a newspaper, which is the newspaper version of what we do. Watch this video. Okay. She created a newspaper, newspaper, which some people don't realize. Um, It's a real 32-page newspaper, and it comes out quarterly, and it's basically a platform to share all the good things happening in the world, things that we don't necessarily hear about. Um, Just there's feel-good stories, but also real positive changes that are happening in the world that we might not hear about as well. Mm-hmm. Listen, English, she's passing her mouth. She, she was inspired to do it after feeling Two overwhelmed by the Two things that I noticed were impacting my mental health in a negative way were the news and social media. I think it was a sort of bombardment of that. I just thought if there's something I can do to sort of shift this slightly and just turn it on its head a little bit. I realized it wasn't just me and thought well if I can do this and it was a bit of a novelty thing to start with it wasn't supposed to be well I wasn't expecting all of this she expected it to be a source of comfort to people who need it get in line it was trying to find the good in in humanity and the good in people, you know, in people in really awful times. Um, and then as I started to look for more uh, positive news, I was finding all these things that I thought I wouldn't know about these things. We're not seeing these incredible acts of kindness and positive changes in the world and stuff like that. So, I mean, I thought I'll do this first issue and then everyone will realize that there is still good left in the world. And then obviously, as soon as people had the first issue, they were like, can't wait for the second issue. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing a second issue. 2017, there were people killed in a bombing in Manchester, England. She wrote a special introduction to the paper. 
I've sort of thought I can't put a happy newspaper out now like when this has happened and <clears throat> sort of come in like no don't worry everyone everything's sunshine and rainbows because it's obviously not um, so I always always acknowledge those things Around the Manchester we had um, a teacher from one of the schools there who messaged and said please can we get some happy newspapers because the children are all distraught um, because they'd lost some of the students and actually more recently we had a teacher from um, the Christchurch school in New Zealand who messaged and said we're just the children are incredible and so strong but we're all just in like we don't know what to do and we want to cover the walls in happy news stories stuff like that I'm just that is why I'm doing it she has a team of volunteers. She's had 13 quarterly issues so far. 7,000 subscribers. Nice. 33 countries. Hey, pick up on us. Kickstarter. Newspaper. It's like an unwritten rule that people pass it on to like their neighbour or their grandma or leave it in like a waiting, like a doctor's waiting room or something. Let's try to get more resources to make the happy newspaper available at a lower cost. The amazing thing with, newspa with newspapers is the more uh, subscribers and things you get and wholesale orders lower the price of obviously of printing the newspaper, which therefore means we can lower the cost for schools and hospitals and places that I think need it. How about her? She's us. Uh, happy, happy, happy oh, just a happy, happy, happy guy. Oh, just a look at that happy, oh, the happy dog. Oh, just a happy, 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 good my happy. That's great news, Emily. Do you have happy dogs? Um, whole bunch here to unpack. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid of this I unpacking. I love her, and I love that she decided to do it. Yes. Uh, she has put out 13 episodes in four years, or 13 issues. Right. We put out 40 in, like, like four weeks. She's doing it by herself. Uh, hold on. All right. All I'm saying is 7,000 people subscribing to that. Okay? That costs a little money. At least 20,000 should be subscribing to our YouTube channel, which is free! We don't charge. That's true. So, Emily, <laughs> go ahead. Spread the word. We did our job of spreading the word about you, Miss Coxhead. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to help. Scratch our backs. We done scratched <laughs> yours is all I'm saying. Um, so, I'm going to uh, end with, uh, I started off with a great show of sportsmanship. I'm going to end with another one. This came from uh, Jem Harper uh, on my Instagram. So thank you to Jem. Um, this is really, really moving because it involves teenagers. And I'm always really impressed when teenagers have yeah. it in them to do good. Check it out. This was me tonight scoring my 1,000th point. In Illinois, our basketball season was only one month long. I got injured the first practice and just had surgery yesterday to repair my ankle. Huge thank you to Dixon Girls Basketball and my teammates for allowing me to reach this milestone. My heart is full. So, if you were just listening... Both teams? 
both teams, not only both teams, but the opposite team allowed this girl with a cast on because of this injury. She was so close to getting her thousandth point. She hobbles on on one leg with the big giant cast on and the opposing team inbounds the ball right to her. She hits a layup, inbounds the ball right back to her. She hits a layup, inbounds the ball right back and to her. And then not in our house. Can you imagine? That would be the best. They just get that one seven-foot chick to come in. <laughs> Knock her, posterize her. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and I thought that was really sweet. And why did they have, like, Siri's aunt do the voiceover? That, that's weird. I that don't was know. very strange. That but was... I thought that was a great story, and it deserved to be, uh, deserved to be highlighted. I agree. <clears throat> and that's great news. If you like it, uh, subscribe. Outro. Oh, you're tired. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say hello to the happy. Goodbye to the blues. Because Kevin and Mike, we're here to give you great news. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, happy, happy, happy. Oh, just a happy, happy, happy guy. Oh, just a look at that happy. Oh, the happy dog. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.